Thank you for tuning in to the Far Better Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to please God now, so our eternity is far better. Here is your host, Michael Clark. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Far Better Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and today we're talking about depression. Why do I feel the way that I feel sometimes? Before we get into that, I want to make sure to give you an opportunity to check the show notes for all of our social media links, as well as any links that we use in this podcast that, for example, I've got a couple of articles I'm quoting today in this podcast. Uh, That way you can go and check them out and look at them yourself and uh, see what they have to say. I can't always read the entire article but I do like to cite the article when I do a podcast on that so that you can have that for your reference. And also, you can find our email address. You can message us with any questions, information. Maybe you have a topic idea or a season idea that you'd like to throw out. Uh, We'd be happy to hear from you on those matters, and we're grateful that you have taken the time today to be with me and the Scattered Abroad Network here as we talk about living our lives for God in a way that is pleasing now, so our eternity can be far better. Today's topic is a somber one. It is not an easy topic to discuss, and it's a controversial topic, to be honest with you. I mean, it's a topic I've heard people uh, don't really talk about this topic very easily. I've titled this episode, Is Depression Biblical? Because some people, they do kind of act like depression's not a biblical topic. And so let's set the stage here. Let me tell you about three individuals. The first is Jessica Fernandez, and Jessica Fernandez, she knew how to brighten a room, but beneath her apparent happiness, she struggled with reoccurring depression and what they call bipolar disorder, and this 16-year-old girl ended her life when she walked onto the railroad tracks near the main street crossing in Vermilion and turned her back to an oncoming train. Some of the quotes from her family and friends after this tragedy was, I think that her will to live was gone. I don't know what happened, one said, and another person says, I I didn't notice any problems. She always seemed really happy. I've known her my whole life, Savannah is quoted as saying, one of her friends. And when you were around her, you couldn't help but have fun. Charlotte Guy. Charlotte took her life after she accidentally revealed through Snapchat that she had been cheating on her boyfriend. She wrote to him, Goodbye, please forgive me. I love you. Knowing that you hate me is enough. And some of the things that her family and friends said about her was that Charlotte was always a very happy and active person. The teenager's friend, Steph, also remembered her as a giving person. She was a great person to be around. She'd always cheer you up, and would put everyone before herself. And finally, Andrew Leach. DeSoto County, not far from where I am, I actually grew up in DeSoto County, went to school at the uh, Hernando High School and Middle School. But a DeSoto County community mourned the loss of 12-year-old Andrew Leach. His parents say that he killed himself after harmful bullying at the South Haven Middle School. Here are some things that his family and friends said. 
he was a loving young boy, contagious smile, his mother Cheryl said. He was outdoorsy. He loved to go camping. And if you were down, he'd try to help you up. I guess I was just oblivious to it. He just always seemed happy. What stands out about these three individuals, and there are many others like them, they all seemed happy. Were they? I know, I I know, believe me, I know, that we go through things in life. And depression is no different. And today, we're talking about if depression is biblical and if it's a sinful thing to go through. So let's, let's start with what depression is. Depression is the feelings of severe despondency and dejection. A long and severe recession in an economy or market is another definition. You talk about the Great Depression. And the action of lowering something or pressing something down. We're focusing on the first definition here, the feelings of severe despondency and dejection. And when I wrote this lesson years ago for my seminar on suffering, I I bought the book Mind Over Mood, which has four categories of depression and how it can affect each of them. Four categories, I should say, and how depression affects each of them. And Mind Over Mood is a a great book to consider, and I, I would recommend that you look at it from a a non-scriptural perspective of depression. So let's start with the first one, which it's thoughts. You have negative thoughts about oneself. That's what we call self-criticism. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I, I don't do this well or that well. You have negative thoughts about life experience. You're pessimistic. You have negative thoughts about the future. There's hopelessness. Depression can affect you in all of those areas. In your moods, depression obviously makes you depressed, but ultimately makes you feel sad and irritable. Maybe you feel guilty about something. From the physical side, depression makes it difficult for you to sleep. You eat less or maybe more, and you seem to be tired a lot. Depression in your behavior causes us to withdraw from other people, and we do fewer and fewer activities, and We have a difficulty getting started to do things, and we have a low motivation. Aaron T. Beck pioneered our modern understanding of depression, and in the 1960s, he demonstrated that depression was characterized by thought patterns that actually maintain depressed mood. For example, Beck noted that when we are depressed, we have negative thoughts about ourselves, self-criticism, our experiences, that's general negativity, and even our future, hopelessness. Brandon Britton, a good brother in Christ and a minister of the gospel, did a lesson years ago at a youth rally called The Scars of Depression. And I really like how he describes it. He describes depression in two different ways. There is organic depression in the first place. And organic refers to something being physically wrong with the brain or the body. For example, you you look at type 1 diabetes as an organic version of diabetes because your pancreas just naturally does not produce insulin. It's also known as clinical or indigenous or depression with a capital D. 
Then you have cognitive depression. A cognitive refers to a brain that is functioning normally. There's no chemical imbalance or damage, but it's suffering from other factors brought on, brought on by circumstances. For example, type 2 diabetes is caused by repeated high exposure to sugar, resulting in the body becoming insulin resistant. It is also known as situational, reactive, or depression with a lowercase d. Now, those are the defining of our terms, if you will. That's how we need to look at depression. I appreciate all of the people that we we looked at and, and kind of examined as we looked at the physical side of this because you look in the Bible and it's hard to find the word depression. But when we ask the question that we're talking about today, which is, is depression biblical? The Bible does have much to say about being anxious or depressed. Let's notice the amount of singular passages that give some type of encouragement on the very topic. Beginning in Philippians 4, 8, the Bible says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And you might think, well, where's depression in that? If I need to meditate on the good side of things, what does that mean that I could also be very quickly caught up in if I don't? Meditate on these things. The other side. If I don't constantly remind myself about the good parts of life, I can fall into an anxious or depressed mindset. Mindset. In Deuteronomy 31 and verse 8, the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. Notice this. He won't leave you nor forsake you. Don't be afraid or dismayed. Don't be downtrodden. God's going to take care of you. In Psalm 34 and verse 17, the Bible says, The righteous cries out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Psalm 3 and verse 3 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. Psalm 32.10 says, Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround, surround him. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Verse 4, Who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Isaiah 41 and verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The Bible has much to say about us focusing on the good versus the not so good the pleasant versus the unpleasant, reminding us all the time that God is on our side and that God's not going anywhere. But here's the other part of what we have to discuss with our last few minutes today. Is it sinful? You know, a common problem that people face with depression in the Lord's church is the following. Is it sinful for me to feel so deeply depressed if I believe that there is a God. In Psalm 40 and verse 1, 
The psalmist writes, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He's put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Romans 8, verses 38 and 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 1 Peter 4, 12, verse 13 also says, Beloved, don't think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. That when you, that when his glory, excuse me, is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Finally, Psalm 37, 23 and 24, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Can we truly suggest it is a sinful thing to just have depression? To just basically go through a point in your life where you become depressed. If we have all of these verses that discuss how to deal with difficulties that come our way, and those difficulties are far-reaching. Now, surely, you and I can understand and agree that depression can lead to a sinful decision. But having it is not a problem. Having depression is not the issue. I don't know where you're at in life. I don't have the complete understanding of what you're dealing with. And I don't even know that, that we'd all want to. I don't know that we would sit down and say that all of us want to know what everybody's dealing with. But I know this. You might be depressed today. And for a time, you might think that life is going to be okay, and you think that everything's going to work itself out, and you keep on with life, but then you might wake up and be depressed tomorrow. I've been there. I've had days where I woke up and just kind of sat in bed and thought, why am I alive? What's the point? I'm sick. I've had issues. And, you know, if you listen to season one of this podcast on the Scattered Abroad Network, you know I'm in remission at the time of me filming this at least. But when I wasn't, I went through a severe depression where I felt like I just could not get ahead. It didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter how hard I tried. It didn't matter what doctors I saw. I was going to be sick the rest of my life. I was never going to go into remission. I was never going to have a moment where I could experience good things again because I was going to be sick. The only thing that changed the only thing that changed is I started to trust in God more. I still wake up every now and then and think when I'm having a bad day, because even though I'm in remission, I still have some bad days every now and then. 
And sometimes I wake up in the morning and I, I just kind of have that thought cross my mind again. What? What's the point? I don't feel good. I, I don't feel like getting out of this bed. But I do. And I have to. And so long as I don't allow that depression to cause me to be sinful and to make sinful decisions, just having it's not a problem. What do I do with it? What will you do with it? You get to make that choice. I get to make that choice. The Mind Over Mood book's title is changing how you feel by changing the way you think. That's exactly what the Bible tries to get us to do as well. That when I'm focused on an eternity that's far better than the life that I'm living now, it will change my perspective. And by changing my perspective, it will change my outlook. That is what's important. That's the goal. Next week, I want to continue this thought process with you, and I'd like to look at examples of people that faced depression. And I want to point out that depression isn't the end. But until next week, don't forget to check the show notes out for all of the articles that we cited today. We cited quite a lot of a bit of different people. And don't forget to tune into the Scattered Abroad Network. We've got a lot of great shows, a lot of opportunities for you to abound in your Christian walk with Christ, and we want to help you in any way that we can. Till next week, let's please God now so our eternity is far better. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.